Hey there, it's me, Josh, and welcome back to another episode of Josh's Jargon. In this episode, I'm joined by partner Twitch streamer, Johnny Quick, and together we'll be discussing what it's like to be a music streamer on Twitch. Additionally, for the first time, this podcast was recorded in front of a live audience on Twitch. Hope you enjoy. So, welcome, Johnny, to uh, Josh's Jargon. And, uh, yeah, so Johnny is a partnered Twitch streamer. And uh, this is uh, pretty interesting because for the first time we are uh, recording an episode in front of a live audience. So, uh, first of all, Johnny, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Not too bad, thank you. How are you? Uh... I'm all right. We had some technical issues before this because I, I really wasn't sure how to uh, to set up uh, Streamlabs. And uh, yeah. I probably should have done some more research before this. Um, it happens, though. It happens. It does. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, I do this with uh, all the guests uh, that are on my stream. Um, can you maybe... Tell us three things about yourself that describe you the best. Oh, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> three things. I can only think of two. <laughs> but okay, piano has to be one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, I play the piano, and it's pretty much what I do uh, for a living. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess competitive uh gaming specifically that i like mm -hmm. um it's always been in my interest um and sorry what was the question again three things uh that describe you the best oh okay um so if people weren't weren't didn't know you then uh then it's like uh two thing or three things about yourself that so that they would understand okay. a little bit who you are uh, the musician part, if that counts, mm -hmm. um, I would say competitive mm -hmm. uh, because of my history in gaming. And uh, I would like to say adventurous because I like going out and about and doing new things. Mm -hmm. uh, that's all part of my fun, really, when it comes to to life in general. Adventurous. Adventurous. All right. So... Yeah, this is actually the first time that you're hearing my voice. <laughs> and uh, it's yeah. pretty funny because I've known Johnny for a while. And I've been following since a fateful day in August of 20, 2017. Uh, I, I think it was August 29th to be exact. Uh, but that's really what I find beautiful about Twitch, actually. The fact that um, even though I've never met you in, in person and you've never heard my voice until today, that people can still have kind of a... So a parasocial interaction with each other and a streamer. So, you know, I feel like even though we've never even really talked in real life that we're just good friends. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how um, the internet uh, kind of brings us all together and, and we don't need to have an, like a voice interaction in order to get to know each other well. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a lot, uh, that goes for a lot of people that I've met online and uh, not just through Twitch, but like through gaming and everything as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, so there there are a couple occasions where we actually could have met in real life. I remember I was going, I I wanted to go to a a UK Twitch meetup before there was a Twitch EU, TwitchCon EU, and um, then I remember being it being too spontaneous for me to just buy a ticket and go to London, um, and then I yeah, so obviously uh, I think you were going to TwitchCon EU right in Amsterdam. Yeah, but unfortunately. It got mm-hmm. canceled. Yeah, it got canceled because of the because of the virus, and uh, I was really looking forward to attending uh, uh, TwitchCon EU. I think you were as well because I I probably would have met a lot of streamers that I know, and also would have met a lot of new people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so obviously, uh, you know, we said that uh, the TwitchCon EU was canceled. Uh, because of the pandemic, but how 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 was the last year for you? How did you experience the pandemic? Maybe personally or streaming wise, actually. Uh, it was strange. It has impacted me in a lot of ways. Um, I think for streaming, it actually has not impacted me that much. Um, sometimes maybe it, there are there are positives and negatives towards it though. Um, but I think, I think I'm on the neutral about it actually, but I, I'm, I can say for myself that I'm very fortunate, uh, unlike, uh, the majority of people who have probably like lost jobs, um, had to stay indoors and, Mm -hmm. uh, people who are used to going out, um, kind of have a little bit of a mental breakdown, um, by being indoors for way too long, especially towards the extrovert people. Yeah. But for me as an introvert, I feel like I'm uh, I'm okay uh, mm-hmm. being indoors a lot of the time. And uh, I do game a lot, so that's okay. Nothing much has really changed. <laughs> but on the other hand, though, I do miss going out. Um, I do follow the lockdown restrictions that we have here across the world as well. Um, and the whole face mask thing and everything um, and being uh, extra cautious around uh things but when it comes to streaming i think um i think it's been okay i i have actually started to stream a little bit more ish um Mm -hmm. but with the internet here i don't think the pandemic really uh has any influence on uh people who work online uh that's yeah but yeah for people who have normal jobs that uh go to work uh that's definitely impacted them way more towards them than me myself yeah 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 it's definitely been really tough because i'm more of an extrovert person and uh it it, it's really sometimes it's really tough to just not uh go outside and see your friends because i i get energy from other people and uh really that social interaction and i've noticed a lot uh during this pandemic that you know we we as people whether we realize it or not, are really made for social interaction. We're not made to stay inside all the time. And well, some, some people are, and some people can deal with it better than others, but I I've kind of been, uh, <laughs> getting used to the, uh, the hermit crab life staying inside. It's not as bad as people think, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially in the last couple of weeks, I, I, I there's there's been some days where I, it's just been like three days without even leaving the house, maybe going out on the porch and getting fresh air, but other than that, not really leaving the house. As I'm as we mentioned, you are a Twitch streamer, and uh, can you maybe take us back to why you started streaming 
and when that was? Uh, damn, my boomer mind can't uh, handle this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so way back when I first started streaming, I I thought it was something that was going to be a hobby. Um, this was when I just came out of competitive gaming and I finished my university degree. I actually had a life once. I I I worked part-time and I was coming towards the end of my university degree. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to save a little bit um, to initially save up for a holiday, <laughs> like okay, a graduation yeah. holiday. Yeah. But actually in the end, I never ended up having one. Um, oh. I don't know why actually. Where, where did you want to go? I wanted to go to Japan. Um, ah. And it's like, it's been my dream to go to Japan since I was, uh, what, 16? Mm -hmm. And 10 years later, and I still haven't even gone to Japan yet. So that's actually on my, oh, sad. Uh, that's on my mega top priority list at some point. And I, I do kind of hope I get to go maybe after the pandemic. But we'll yeah. have to see about that because things, things are going to get back to normal very, very slowly. So yeah, we'll yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, maybe we'll start with the closer places first. But anyways, back on topic. Um, after I finished uni... I was on the job hunt um, and I was still working part-time at that point. Um, so I was commuting a lot, but I decided I wanted to take up streaming because my, uh, well, I have known Twitch since it was Justin TV and I, and since I've been in the competitive side of things, I had a lot of uh, inspiration from current, um, uh, from the musicians at the time. Um, I'm sure you've heard of like Carl Landry uh, and a lot of YouTube musicians as well, like Anime Ends who did anime songs and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Um, and I thought um, because I had such a large song list growing up and I ended up learning so many anime songs and video games music, I wanted to see if I can kind of put music and gaming together in a way. Because I thought I could broaden out to an audience that would appreciate music that I was really, really into. Um, and that's why I chose Twitch, because otherwise, if I had gone into like the pop era or um, anything else, I probably would have leaned towards YouTube. But actually, I chose Twitch because um, I wanted to try the live performance aspect of, of being able to play in front of a camera. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was kind of cool at the time because it was, it was the same as a live performance, but um, in this case, I, I'm not... Well, in real life, I'm not performing to anyone, but online, yeah. I'm performing to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of how I tested the waters with Twitch by um, saving up for a budget mixer, which was actually my uh, focus right, uh, mm -hmm. my first focus right uh, that I or first mixer that I got um, alongside with my Mac. And I remember pointing the Mac camera down, um, placing it on chairs and boxes, and it was really, really unstable. <laughs> yeah, um, and then I. Uh, ended up playing piano uh, with a really crappy piano, actually, to start off with, uh, which was my brother's old piano, actually, um, that, that I hooked up onto and then played uh, quite complicated music, actually, when I started off. I, I, I showed off a lot when I first started streaming, mm -hmm. but that's also how I kind of gained my uh, follower uh, following for Twitch as well, when I ended up playing a lot of Anime Ends pieces, mm -hmm. um, like Final Fantasy... Mm -hmm. uh, Pokemon, Nintendo music, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and that's kind of yeah. That's when I made like my first Twitch friends, um, got my first raid and everything, which was really really cool. Oh, it was yeah. a cool, really really cool experience to 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 kind of uh, yeah to be in. 
And I always like trying new things. So this was something that, because my, uh, in my, what I learned from university is that um, I had a lot of friends who would always encourage me to try out new things all the time. Hmm. Um, and I met so many people from different backgrounds and different cultures. And that way I, I ended up pushing myself to do Twitch because uh, it was the same thing. I was, um, damn, it's crazy to hear different perspectives from different people from all over the world, not just from the UK, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to appreciate and understand and listen to music. And and it's the same on my end when I get to listen to uh, music from people's, from different uh, people's uh, backgrounds and perspectives mm-hmm. and kind of understand and learn a little bit more that way. And that's how I developed playing styles um, on Twitch as well. But that's yeah. pretty much how I started yeah. off. I It was an experiment, but it ended up being a lot more serious than I thought it would have been. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, what did you... Can you maybe go a little more in detail about what you did before streaming? Uh, <laughs> I was working at a cinema selling coffee. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was pretty much a bartender or a barista back right. then. Uh, yeah. And I was in uni. Uh, actually, I, I also worked for Yamaha after uni as well. Um, so this was when I was oh, yeah. still doing, tw- yeah. I mean, I was, I was, um, doing Twitch, but I, I also had a full-time job at the time. So mm-hmm. I, I pretty much spent all my time online outside of work. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. And that's how, kind of how I'm more of an indoors person than, than kind of going out in a way. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, when you graduate from university, it's not like, I mean, on the majority end, it's not like you're, you're going to get like the best job in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, everyone starts from somewhere. So, yeah, uh, that's kind of where I started. I mean, just to earn some pocket money and all that sort of stuff and then kind of develop from there and network. Uh, I've always been afraid of networking, but, you know, I, yeah. I push myself yeah. from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that uh, that I've been able to, especially just, uh, I, that's one thing I, I really love about your channel is just the community is just so nice. Um, like I I, uh, I remember one one time, I, I think it was about a month ago, I just wanted to, I just downloaded OBS just for the fun, just Streamlabs, and then I plugged in my bass and I put on uh, Cassiopeia versus T-Square. <laughs> and I totally didn't expect anyone to watch, but I think about six people from your channel tuned in. I was like, hey. <laughs> hey, that's cool. Yeah. Jamming along. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So um, I mentioned uh, that you were a Twitch partner. So can you tell me what a partnership is on Twitch for the people who don't know? Uh, we get free drinks at TwitchCon. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it and you get the little check next to your name right yeah it's it's more like a burger king crown but yeah it's all right <laughs> no i'm just kidding uh it's uh it's it's just a verification badge that uh uh yeah i mean it puts you in the top i think it's they could it's the top one percent of streamers or something like that mm. um which is an achievement which is pretty cool mm. i uh, I worked quite hard for that one, actually. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's it's more to do with my community than myself mm-hmm. on that. Um, but it does give me benefits in a way. I I'm very happy that I get all these emotes, uh, emote slots, which 
uh, everybody loves mm-hmm. uh, and uh, a little bit of privileges for uh, events like TwitchCon and, and early access to a lot of things that come on Twitch as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's just it's more like an achievement, I think. Mm-hmm. That I see it than a uh, than something that's serious in a way. Yeah, yeah. So can you maybe uh, take us on your journey to partnership on Twitch? So TLDR, I applied four times before I got partnership and I got rejected. So the first time I got rejected um, was because I was naive. Um, Mm -hmm. I kind of thought bigger of myself at that time, Mm -hmm. but that's not where the... um, So for someone who has a competitive mindset, I used to think uh, I always... I have I one good thing about having a, a competitive mindset is that I never think of myself so lowly. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I got overconfident with that, and I thought um, I just believed in uh, the music category uh, on Twitch, which was which didn't actually even exist. We were classed as just chatting basically um, mm-hmm. before we uh, or IRL before we even became a separate music category uh, back then. Um, and I thought it could bring a lot to Twitch just because, uh, of that same purpose of linking video games, music and, and, uh, Twitch together as it's mm-hmm. a gaming live streaming mm-hmm. platform. Yeah. Um, and I thought I can get a lot of clout from that, but that's, that's not actually how social media works <laughs> or, yeah. um, or like growth and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was obviously my, my biggest mistake, but I was really, really naive back then. Um, second and third time was very, very close because, uh, especially for the third time, because I had, I almost had the, um, the requirements for the partnership, mm-hmm. uh, but I was one away. And oh. I got really, really what salty. Are, what are those requirements, by the way? Um, it's 75 concurrent viewers uh, at the okay. time. Yeah. Um, but obviously it was something that I kind of wanted to push for just because. Um, but um, I think from the previous two times, I was a little bit demoralized uh, of going straight back in uh, to doing that um, and kind of going on from there. But I am someone who's definitely more community-focused. I don't really care about numbers that much um, as long as that I make good friends and uh, I get to hang out with people that I care about and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, But... In the end, I got very, very lucky early last year where um, I got my first biggest raid and it was like a few thousand people Mm, that came in. And I was like, holy crap, what can I do for you? And we ended up doing medleys and medleys and medleys of stuff. And that was really, Mm -hmm. really cool. It's a lot of pressure on me because that means I have to think of songs on the spot. Yeah. To read and play at the same time, which is not something that I ever thought I would do because uh, I usually play my own stuff in order. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a set but this is all random and improvised and oh yeah, uh, yeah. it's definitely something that a classical musician would do <laughs> for this sort of stuff but i did it and uh and it was good it was successful and everything so there was a lot of people that that really really ended up loving the stream and there's there's a lot of nice people out there um, yeah. i used to think that all the big streamers had a lot of like weirdos yeah I say weirdos actually but um a lot of chatty 
almost toxic people. Yeah. Um, because I I actually uh came into Twitch watching like Forsen, uh, Leah XQC. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one actually, and all that sort of stuff. And they have like a reputation of having such a crazy chat, but mm. they're all not bad actually. Yeah, uh, they're really yeah. really funny because everyone just wants to have fun, and that's all, that's all they care about. There's no seriousness and or whatnot. But I kind of learned that whilst watching mm-hmm. those kinds of streams. Um, but they're very very high energy as well, which is also really really cool. Mm-hmm. Benefits of a streamer. Yeah. Um, but uh, so when I got raided by uh, a big streamer. Uh, who had such a kind community i was like uh i was pretty shocked at first mm-hmm. um but i also wanted to that was that also ended up being one of my goals um mm-hmm. i would love to be a big streamer one day and uh, uh have that sort of amazing community who doesn't really pressurize you into doing anything and all that sort of stuff but yeah but not yeah. necessarily that but uh but non-toxic you don't see uh like any harassment, uh, any drama, and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just just yeah. maybe a, maybe a question: Have you how many or how much experience have you had with um, like toxic people coming into your chat or trolls or how do you deal with that? Uh, I kind of have to ignore it because if I if I so I I I can speak without using my brain. <laughs> yeah. Because I come from League of Legends, right? Yeah. So oh, can, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I always have this mindset. I, I have this revenge mindset in my head, but I don't mm. I do not do it. Yeah. Um, I can be toxic. I, yeah. can, I can shut someone down to the lowest of the lows if I wanted to. Yeah. But you have to trigger me like really, really hard in order to do that. Trained, but, trained by the League of Legends uh, community. <laughs> yeah. Well, in League of Legends, the thing is, I learned that sometimes being kind to people who make mistakes uh, actually helps them play a little bit better. Uh, yeah. But it really depends yeah. on the person. I have, I have this very good way of uh, uh, knowing body language without even having to look at a person. But hmm. with the way they type, you know, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes you might get like a really, really upset person who uses like a smiley face. Yeah, and I can tell that they're. Like, it's like saying, it's like saying I'm fine, and then yeah. you're not really yeah. fine, right? Yeah, you say that, that you're fine, but you're not really fine. <laughs> yeah, I can, yeah. I can see that when people type. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I go into it. Sometimes I don't go into it. Obviously, I take, I, I take. I try to take the best approach. At yeah. least I do make mistakes, obviously, from time to time. Yeah. But uh, in terms of toxic people, though, um, my mods are very, very good at banning that sort of stuff. But I, I like sometimes I, I get into the mood of calling them out. Um, but it's funny in a way. Uh, I know it's not nice to laugh at someone who attempted. Well, and that depends, though, because it's almost like you get what you deserve, right? But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there's like there's like boundaries, and I feel like sometimes I do have to be a little bit more mature in a way. Mm, of, yeah. uh, but I don't really care to be honest. Okay, um, I, yeah. I I deal with toxicity quite well. I uh, I get a lot of racial comments and all that sort of stuff, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, there's a funny story because um, I used to think that um, back in the days when I was a teenager, I used to think that. Um, being a musician would get like all the girls, <laughs> you know. If yeah. you if you're like they say that if you play the guitar, uh, that means you're like really really sick or really really hot. 
Mm. Um, and if you're if you play the piano or something, you're like really really romantic. But you know what? You know what? There's a fun fact that me playing piano on Twitch, um, more guys have approached me. Uh, no, there's there's no there's not really any girls that have ever like talked <laughs> but there are more guys that have hit hit on me than, than <laughs> oh no <laughs> um but yeah i mean uh harassment and all that sort of stuff i'm not i know that people can't do anything to me anyway i, I think again it's my competitive mindset mm-hmm. um that uh i'm i'm like okay whatever go next kind of thing mm-hmm. um yeah as long if that person does like come in again and repeatedly is toxic, um, there's always the ban button for that. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it's better not. To me, it's better not time than than to. Because uh, if you if you sometimes if you react, then you're just causing. That's kind of how you start a fire in a way. Because if you, uh, if someone starts something off and then you ignite it, then it causes like fire basically, and you don't want to do that. Yeah. So how often do you, do you know how often you've had to ban somebody? Not that much actually. I would I think, say I think I actually um watched a stream where you banned some uh, where you banned somebody. They were I, I think they were talking about um you were playing a Whitney Houston song and they said something really offensive and you were really uh contemplating if you should do it or not and you just ban them and you were like i think you might remember that i think that was to do with music it wasn't actually uh her harassment it was when um i mean i'm i'm trying to stand up for other people at this point because there there have been um i think there's been more of that than there has been for like racial uh stuff uh, or harassment in that way, or toxic mm-hmm. behavior. Uh, when someone judges uh, someone else's song requests, I think that's oh, that. Yeah. That is quite yeah. low in my opinion because I care yeah. so much about music, yeah, uh, more than I do about uh, you know someone being racist to me or something like that. Yeah, which is yeah. actually quite interesting because uh, many people would take it the other way, but that's that kind of goes to show how much I care about music more than uh actually yeah yeah um, but 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 i i do i do think it's unfair when people uh request their favorite songs on my streams and then someone shuts them down by saying it's garbage or something like that yeah i don't really like yeah i i i don't really tolerate that sort of behavior on, on here and i think it's i think it's really unfair as well yeah um and, and it really goes to show how how much of an emotional connection people have to music and and when when uh like I've had people before <laughs> where I've just played, you know, like Cassiopeia or T Square, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, that it sounds cool, but where's like the, where's 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 the lyrics?" <laughs> or they didn't really yeah. like it, and I'm like, "So it, you know, you, you go like, okay, it's not your thing, okay, but deep down inside, it kind of hurts you in a way because you just have such an emotional connection to that music." So, uh, speaking of music, um, what differences have you experienced being a musician uh, because of the pandemic? Um, I don't think it's changed uh, during the pandemic. Um, The only thing I can really say about this is that uh, one of the downsides of being indoors all the time is that I I lack inspiration. 
and maybe some motivation as well to mm-hmm. do things. Although not much changes from my end, um, I like IRL. I do go to a lot of concerts. I do go to a lot of like uh, gigs and sometimes clubs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I take a lot of inspiration out of that. I always like to to see the night. Nice, like be in a different environment to see what it's like and seeing mm-hmm. others enjoy music. I think that yeah. might be the extroverted side of myself. Like you said, uh, your energy kind of feeds around other people's uh, mm-hmm. uh, energy uh, yeah. that way as well. And yeah. I, I get that yeah. a lot in music when when people mm-hmm. are having a really really good time. It's definitely it's definitely a good time. Basically, you know it's a yeah. you know it's a party when it's a party kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, so it, it, yeah, that's pretty interesting yeah. because. Um, I, uh, so for a research project, uh, for my study, I'm, uh, we, we did a research about, um, online events and, um, kind of how to make it more engaging, um, and what elements you could, uh, include to make it more engaging. But it was, uh, a lot of it was based around, um, that people at offline events that just being around other people and, have and seeing having fun with just random strangers that's what they really miss about uh like real life concerts uh yeah because obviously we can't have those anymore because of the pandemic yeah in a way um i've seen i've actually seen uh so i don't know if you know perfume they're a japanese group they're the one that did polyrhythm um really really popular j-pop group but they're really really old now mm-hmm. um they did a live concert last year and there was uh, a viewer who, who talked about it with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually ended up buying the tickets for uh, the concert, um, which he said was good, um, but a little bit of a, uh, an upset because the price was the same as the actual concert itself. But Ooh. the only difference is that you're watching it from your computer. Yeah, um, yeah. So in a way, that was a little bit of a ripoff. But I think the only thing they changed about the concert was that they did uh, they did respond to chat in the live stream, like after the concert. So it was it was almost like when you get a VIP ticket and you get to get an autograph and say a few words to to the uh, group themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they did a cooking stream afterwards as well, which was really interesting because you do like <laughs> a like a J Idol performance and you're performing yeah, for about yeah. doing like an hour set and then you end up cooking like the meal after. It like that. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. But um, it's it's good in its own unique way, but it's never mm-hmm. going to be the same as an actual concert. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what we found. Uh, that and and it was actually really nice because uh, somebody said, obviously, it's never going to be the same, but the online events should kind of uh, stop being seen as a replacement and kind of just be seen as something uh, on its own and kind of an addition yeah. to. Uh, the music. Uh, I scene, agree with that. I guess. Yeah, I, I found yeah, that I a really nice point. All right, so um, kind of a another off-topic question, but what artists uh, do you think have uh, influenced your playing the most uh, as a piano player? 
or maybe to make it more specific, what streamers have influenced you the most or what music streamers? Because those are two different, whole different topics, actually. <laughs> uh... So it's your call to see which one you would want to focus on. I can't... Uh, I can't say one. There's there's never one like, yeah. musician that has inspired me. It comes from a lot of different mm -hmm. um, uh, musicians slash streamers as well. Mm -hmm. Um, it's hard. Okay, uh, I think the best way to put it out there is that um, streaming, streaming versus music inspiration is two different. Yeah, uh, definitely concepts. Because when you like a streamer can be influential not for their music, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, and I usually watch streams just for the fun of it. I actually watch it more for the fun of it than for the music itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sometimes for the chat. Um, but I kind of see music and streaming as two separate entities um, mm. because this is a bit of a... I don't mean any offense, but there isn't really any streamers that influence me to play better. Well, mm. not better, but like to, to play in a certain style or to play in a certain way. Uh, mm -hmm. I always go by technique. So this yeah. kind of leads back to my classical training and being able to uh, kind of learn different styles and learn different uh, areas. So actually it's it's more the music itself that inspires me than, than streamers. Um, I think these days uh, my power half that I usually do every week where uh, has a theme and I get a lot of influence from that these days. Um, in terms of playing, I do actually look, I'm kind of leaning towards the jazz side of things. There's artists like uh, Temanite, Haywire, mm -hmm. um, they're EDM artists. I like Zed as well uh, mm, yeah. for their use of chord progressions and styles and uh, improvisations on the piano because they, they play EDM music with piano improv. Mm -hmm. And I always like to see how um, that kind of works uh, around it itself, but not necessarily not necessarily something that's technical that I take from um, because one of the ways to for me to develop as a musician is just to listen to um, or is just to be able to play in the most different ways as possible almost mm. like what Mozart did with his vari variations mm -hmm. I'm kind of on that point now because the playing part is just practice mm -hmm. uh, but the development in your musicianship skills uh can be broadened basically yeah uh, yeah in terms of technical ability i i it's not like i can't play like chopin's etude um or winter winds and all that sort of stuff and list yeah. pieces yeah, i can yeah, yeah. do it it just takes a lot of time mm. um yeah. which isn't really time worthy for me unfortunately um yeah that's really all i have to say i can't really answer that question because uh Streaming versus music is I always see as. Hmm. All right. Interesting. Didn't think about it from that uh, perspective, actually. Yeah, now that I think about it, it is uh, pretty different, actually. Sometimes you 
often you watch a streamer actually just for them, not really for the music. Well, obviously you request, you request, but, uh, you know, one request, but, uh, obviously you're going to stick around for, uh, the streamer themselves. That is if you're not, <laughs> uh, annoying or something like that. Yeah, or in a way. Yeah, so I think we're, uh, we're going to wrap up because you said you uh, didn't have a lot of time. Yeah, sorry about that. No, that no, that's that's okay. It's also kind of my fault for not uh, <laughs> learning how to use Streamlabs. <laughs> oh, Thank you for having me, though. Yeah, well, thanks for coming and joining. And maybe uh, as a last kind of question, what advice would you give uh, to a beginner streamer a be- or a beginning uh, music streamer that's just kind of want to... That just kind of wants to get started here on Twitch. Uh, show bobs. <laughs> nah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's harder than you think. So mm. be prepared. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Johnny, for joining me on uh, Josh's Jargon. It was a really nice uh, conversation and it was nice to uh, talk for the first time in real life or not in real life, but I guess that you can hear me. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I hope the listeners enjoyed and the live listeners as well. And uh, we will see you in the next episode. See you later. Hey there, it's me, Josh, the guy you just listened to for a pretty long time. I want to thank Johnny for joining the podcast and make sure to check him out on Twitch at Johnny Quick. Johnny, not spelled with an H, and Quick spelled K-U-I-K. I'll also be putting the link in the description of this episode. If you like this podcast, make sure to follow it and share it with your friends so they can listen to me. Hope you enjoyed, and I'll see you in the next episode.